Welcome to episode 9 of the Spark Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Charbonneau. And this week, I'm actually going to reverse, turn the tables, and put on an interview where I was the interviewee with uh, Jason McCleary. Jason McCleary runs a podcast called Epic Dad. And there was an episode he had called Creating a Better Relationship with Our Teens. Now, if you know anything about me or anything about Spark, then you'll know that's pretty much what I'm after. Although I might broaden it to have preteens as well and, and under 10, but kids with our with our kids, with our children. And I just, I couldn't not talk to him. We have, we have so much in common. We're just, we're doing it. We're walking the talk. And I was so impressed with everything he's doing and the fact that he's just, I mean, in his podcast, he also says how he he's taken the step. He's taken the plunge. He's just daring to do this podcast he's wanted to do for a long time. And he's he's doing it. And so many of us don't do it. And that's sort of where I'm going with Spark as well. And that's where he's going with his podcast and, and other things he's got going. But uh, hey, one thing. So I don't know. I'll have to put in the, the link to his show in the show notes. And uh, you have to hear, you just have to listen to the beginning of each of his podcasts. He has, I think it's his kids, and he has this little joke he puts in in the first few seconds of each one. And they're so cute. They're so funny. It's such an ideal. I think I may need to steal it. Well, if I had little kids who told jokes, but I'll think about it. They've got to make something happen because it's so funny. I mean, it's really worth listening to the beginning of every one of his episodes just to get the joke. So he and I have a great conversation, really hit it off. And I will leave you now with me talking with Epic Dad, Jason McCleary, for this episode of the Spark Podcast. Oh, by the way, we talk about Spark. It is currently September 2019. And we talk about Spark course and workshop that we're going on. I'm currently running one right now in September 2019. Next one's up in November. And if you'd like to know more, check out the show notes. Or you can also check out campfire.repossible.com and uh, head over to Jason's website and he's got a coupon for a discount for the november course okay enjoy jason and bradley talking about epic dads my guest today uh wanted to be the dad that did cool stuff with his kids but uh didn't know how to get it to happen or what to do how to use the skills and interests that he had and combine them with something that would last longer than an afternoon out of the ball game in 2014 he wrote a short book together with his two sons then eight and ten the book was silly short and sparked an idea they just collaborated on something they started from nothing from imagination now they have a book a thing they'll never for uh, that they'll have forever uh, that they did together uh, as the beginning of spark now he has written seven books together with his sons and nieces and is leading groups of parents and children through a one-month experience so that they can create something from nothing and do it together with the child. Bradley Carboneau, welcome to the Epic Dad Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Wow, that was a great introduction. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I want to do that. Oh, no, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's uh, great to have you on. I'm, I, I discovered you a little while ago and, and, and definitely... Um, look forward to hearing a little bit more about uh, the book and, and writing with your kids. But first, I wanted to, um, you know, start with your family. What does the Charbonneau household look like these days? So it looks a lot different because we just moved to the Netherlands mm, nice. three years ago uh, from San Francisco. So we live in, in the States. My wife is Dutch and oh. I met her 20 years ago in Holland and then we decided to travel a bunch and then we ended up in the States, but we said, oh, we'll just go for a year to San Francisco. <laughs> That'll be fun. 
And then 16 years later, we were still there. <laughs> and we I mean, had a good time. And But then, you know, house, mortgage, car, jobs, kids, schools, everything, soccer practice. Right. Uh, but then three years ago, with my wife being Dutch, I wanted my kids to have some of her culture and experience outside of the United States. And so we moved to the Netherlands. And we've been here now and uh, finally uh, getting uh, getting used to it. The first year was brutal. <laughs> Taking young teenagers out of their element is not, not four to five doctors do not recommend. <laughs> it was tough. But now we're good. Now we, they've got good friends. And uh, yeah, we're, we're living in Holland and enjoying life. And, and uh, things are good. Yeah, that must have been pretty interesting for your, your kids. I mean, I, I well... I don't know. Did they did they speak the language? Nice way to put it. <laughs> did they speak the language at all? Before? Yeah, they did. They okay. did. So be, yeah. So uh, I speak Dutch, and I have spoken Dutch because I lived here before. Right. So we decided from their birth that Dutch would be our language of the family. Okay. So very conscious decision. I was very strict in that I would only speak Dutch with them, even though it's not my first language, but my Dutch is fluent. And so we only spoke Dutch at home. And so now they're fluent and now they're in Dutch schools with Dutch kids. Yeah. Very nice. I think that's uh, yeah. something that a lot of parents kind of I don't dream about, I guess, is, is, you know, maybe not moving completely, but at least traveling for a more broad period of time. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that kind of holds them back a little bit is that that language barrier and how their kids are going to react in a new culture. So. But the things about, about language learning in kids, though, is that sort of the younger they are, the bigger sponges they are. Yeah. And they just soak it up and they just spit it back out. You know, they say, oh, is that how you say I want to get an ice cream? <laughs> well, they're going to learn real quick how to say I'd like an ice cream, too, <laughs> in whatever language. And, man, it's just it's fascinating watching kids learn language. And it's also kind of depressing because they do it so easily and adults right? struggle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried to learn some languages on my, myself, and I, I seem to always hit some roadblocks. But maybe it's just a <laughs> prioritization type thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so you know, doing a little bit of research on you, I, I discovered that you used to you founded a company, but then you realized you no longer um, like liked what you wanted or what you were doing. Uh, what was that yeah. company, and, and why did you decide to leave? So it was a, a marketing agency. And I sort of just fell into it because it was easy and I was good at it. And, but it, I mean, it, 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 the whole 2020 hindsight thing, looking back, I knew since I was, you know, 20 that I wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And I was basically delaying it. I mean, and, you know, there's reality as well, of course. You know, you need to, you, know, you got to pay the rent and pay the bills. And I didn't see how writing could make that work at that time. And it was probably, a, you know, the, the rational, smart decision, you know, build a, build a company and do that make money career thing. Right. But as the years sort of wore on, it just ate at me more and more. And I think a big turning point was when my dad passed away. Mm. And it sort of hit me that we're actually mortal. Right. <laughs> and, and we're going to die at some point. And I thought, wow, what if I die and I'm not doing the thing I love? Mm -hmm. It's one of those big moments where you got it you take a step back and you think am i doing what i what i want to do am i am i the person who i thought i would be yeah and the brutal answer was no and that 
man, that hurt. That hurt. Like, wow, I am not living the life that I thought I would be living. And I'm not talking, you know, jet set or let's go to the moon tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> just basic stuff like I'm, I'm not writing. I'm, I'm not writing. I'm not a writer. I'm doing a job. I don't like, I'm liking less and less. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it had to do with the fact that I wasn't being a, a more creative outlet that I knew I needed. Yeah. And, and then so I wasn't even a good role model for my kids, really, because I wasn't happy. I was getting more and more unhappy. And I, I needed to change it or I was going to just mess up everything. Yeah. And, and with my dad passing away, that was sort of the, the domino that knocked down, started knocking down more and more dominoes. I mean, in fact, that's what kind of led us to move into Europe. Because then I could, oh, I could close my company. We could leave expensive San Francisco. <laughs> And live in Europe, and I could pursue my dream of being a writer. And all of them have come true. Yeah. I just wish my dad were around to experience it with us. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it all comes back to, you know, are we modeling the values that we want to instill in our children, right? It's, it, yeah. It's, are you living the life that you really want? And, and showing our kids that, yes, it is possible to, to go after what we're looking to do and still remain a, you know, a great close family and, and all those kind of things versus, you know, just leaving you behind kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah good. It's true. It's hard. Yeah. It's some of those hard. Dis- well, you know what? I say it's hard, but in a way it's easy. Once <laughs> I made the decision, this is what I'm going to do. Then everything fell in line. Yeah. No, we, with the move and the schools and the transition and the change and the nightmares and the crying and the, it's all for, I know there's a better, higher cause, higher purpose, so to speak, Mm -hmm. the happiness of our family. And if that's a bigger goal, then we'll make whatever sacrifice we need to, to make this happen. Right. Well, that kind of, you know, brings us back to the reason I wanted to speak with you today is, you know, we spoke when we first got in contact about, you know, you, you wrote this book spark. Um, but you also have some other books that you've written with your kids. Um, how, how did the idea of, you know, wanting to go through that experience with your, with your kids come about? Well, you know, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't necessarily planned. I sat down and had, I know how I can have a better relationship with my kids. I can write a book together. No, it was, in fact, I so clearly remember the moment. I was in San Francisco sitting on a big red chair in the living room, reading a not very good children's book with my like, then eight-year-old son. <laughs> and it wasn't very good. And and he, we kind of said to each other, wow, we could do better than that. And for me, I remember it was March 3rd, 2014. And if you go back nine years and 11 months to... April 1st, 2004, I had published a book. Okay. And so I was three weeks away from the 10 year anniversary of my first published book. And I hadn't published or written a thing in 10 years. Wow. And that hurt. Yeah. That was like a blow to the chest. And my son and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, let's do it. And I didn't know anything about publishing or Amazon or Kindles and all that stuff. And Lo and behold, three weeks later, we had a book on Amazon. We did it. Nice. 
And and we weren't going for award-winning literature or anything. I mean, there's, you know, chapter eight's all full of farts and dragons. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's a kid's book. Right, exactly. And that's what they wrote about. And so they created the content. They, my two boys would then, they would tell me the story. And we just, I, mean, I started the story by something like, okay, we're walking home from school. What happens next? And they would fill in the blanks. I mean, I would leave big blanks. Like, you know, that was it. Right. And uh, it, they then would tell me the story and I would then type it out and then read it to them aloud at night, like, like the next chapter. And then they would listen and they would then tell me the next part or the next day to tell me the next part. And the time when I knew that I was onto something was that when my youngest said, after I had finished the chapter reading aloud, he said, then what happened? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't, I don't know. It's your story. You got to tell me what happened. Oh, and I could just like see this light bulb going off in his head that he created something. Yeah. His imagination is, was becoming this book. And for a kid, I mean, for a kid, but for an adult too, it's pretty cool that something that was just in his head was now alive in this book. And that was just like this magical moment for him. And then for me, I saw that and I'm like, wow, you know, he's really enjoying this. And, and so it was I, because then, because I got parts of their imagination I would never get. Yeah. You know, I don't know, make up long and involved stories over dinner, I mean, right. maybe, but writing them down, getting them into a book, it sort of made it like a, a time capsule so that now I have a book when my kids were eight and 10 that I can go, I mean, it exists, right? It's on Amazon. You even have an audiobook, And I can go back and say, that's what my kids were like when they were eight and 10. Yeah. I'm sure we got photos and videos and all that, but this is different. This is like their imaginations at eight and 10. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot of, you know, what, what, what's missing a lot in our education system, at least here in the States still, um, is kind of instilling and cultivating that creativity piece that our children are showing. So something like this where you're, you know, getting them excited about creating new stories and new experiences, I think is, is an amazing thing. See, that's exactly it. Cause I think, and especially, I mean, don't even get me started about screens and iPads <laughs> and phones and, but all these kids just consume, consume, consume. I mean, I shouldn't even say kids, adults do too, you yeah, know, yeah, binge sure. watch Netflix. I'm totally guilty, but that's so much in, 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 or taking in. Right. And so, what I see with writing a book or creating of some kind mm-hmm. is that letting out is that it's almost like an exhaust pipe or a, or a valve that, cause otherwise we're going to explode, we're gonna explode <laughs> from all this in, in, in from the consuming and the watching and the listening and the, what are, what are we creating with our own imaginations, our own minds and put on paper or put on video or put on audio or just make it that came from us and yeah. not, the rehash of the Netflix episode or what the video game was about. But you know, what, what comes from you? What is that unique story that you have to tell? Yeah. That's what I want to get at with the kids. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you said your sons were eight and 10 when you wrote your first yeah. book. Um, what ages do you think this would be good to kind of start? start with you, you think eight is kind of the minimum or where, where are you thinking 
You know, I think it depends on the kid because some kids, there's like six-year-olds who can talk your ear off oh, yeah. about their imaginative story yeah. that they've just you know, created in the last four seconds. <laughs> and I mean, it has like a beginning and a middle and end. Like, yeah. Wow, you're six. Yeah. So I don't know what the cutoff is. I think that I'm not sure it even matters because and this is where I want to work together with the parents in that. I mean, the idea is that a parent and a child or, or a parent and a, and a niece or whatever the relationship is, and it doesn't right. even need to be family, you know, the parent and the kid next door. <laughs> but so because there's got to be some 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 structure, some guidance, some leading the way, some you know, maturity for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. because like when I was first doing the books with, with eight and 10, my first thought was, Oh, they should write it. And we started that, but <laughs> let's just say that didn't go very far. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I think whenever a parent would think the kid has an imagination, like at all. Okay. And, uh, and it does not need to be a, you know, seven course saga drama exactly perfectly outlined uh, no just just uh, i mean here's here's the plot of our story we walked home from school and the dog got lost in a cave and we saved it (laughs) that's it yeah it's perfect and and you know all the details that came with that but that was that was it walk home from school what happened next well that kind of brings up my my Another question I had, you know, what do you say to parents who think that they just aren't creative enough to to write a book with their kids? You know, they just don't feel like you, you gave a bunch of writing prompts, right? So, you know, if a, a parent doesn't think they can do that, what are your suggestions there? So I think we're all born creative. Mm-hmm. I just think we sort of forget or we suppress it or we don't want to let it out or we're embarrassed or we don't think it's good enough or whatever. But we're all there. And kind of one of my secret goals with this project is to allow the parents to open up that valve of their own creativity. So I get it when people say they're not creative. I understand. I I believe you that you think that, you know, (laughs) but I kind of don't buy it. And I kind of think it's, you know, Hey, we can, we can get through this. But if they're really stuck, then I know of zero kids who will not make up a story. Right. If, if you think the parent or you as a parent think, oh, I don't know, I'm not creative. I, I write a book that sounds so daunting. Say, just <laughs> close your lips, <laughs> listen to your kid, and I don't know, record it with your phone or write it down right. because your kid will just let loose. I mean, I think that some of the most powerful words you can say to a kid is, is the question, then what happened? Right, exactly. Just, they'll just take off. So yeah, I mean, it's not so much the creativity of the parents that is lacking. It's more just, just listen to kids. And and I think that will then spark the creativity of the parents as well. Right, yeah. And how did you get these published? Was it a self-published through Amazon or... How was that process looked like? Yeah, through through Amazon, there's an entire independent publishing movement, mm-hmm. especially in the states. Mm-hmm. That it's really quite fascinating that how easy it is now to get 
uh, a book published up on Amazon. I mean, for better or worse, right? Because right. <laughs> there can be some awful books up there for sure. But my goal with this experience is just that, that it's an experience. We're not going for literary awards. We're not going for making a million dollars in a weekend. We're going for the time capsule. We're going for the memory. We're yeah. going for, I want to yeah. improve my relationship with my kid. That's it. So the book is sort of a means to an end. It's And so publishing it, no way are we going traditional because traditional publishing means you know, get an agent, right. you know, wait six months for that, wait three years for the publisher to approve it, <laughs> another nine months for publishing, <laughs> you know. So I, I, that's not the route I would recommend because one of the biggest takeaways from this is I want to finish the thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to have this half done project that we never finished. I want to get the book done. That's really important, especially because, again, with the age thing, these kids are X and Y ages, ages old, and I want to capture that time in their lives right. then yeah. and get it done. And, yeah. and you think the book's terrible? Who cares? <laughs> I, I just I wrote the foreword to my niece's book. She's 17, and we just published it two months ago. And, and in the foreword, I write, this is Taylor's worst book. And then I say something like, this is also Taylor's best book. It's also Taylor's first book. And that's my point. I want to get that first book out of there. Right. It's the first book for especially aspiring authors who are just scared of the whole idea. I mean, that's, that's like me. I was, I was scared too. I was scared to, to write and publish because if you actually do it, then you have the fear of failure. Right. If, if you don't do the thing, you're not, you can't fail because you didn't do it. Yay. <laughs> but it's going to eat you up for sure. So, so yes, we absolutely self-published and uh, there's so many neat ways to publish and get it on Amazon. And I'm a huge audiobook fan. Yeah. So I even had my nieces record the audiobook versions of their books. Oh, nice. And, um, in fact, they're just, they're just live recently. So Very good. it's really exciting. Yeah. I, I like the whole idea of having a, you know, published book a hard book that the you know the kid can actually hold and, and yeah. read and you know versus just writing up something in, in microsoft word or something along those lines and you know it's it's there but it's not a you know it, there's something tangible about the book and having that whole experience of you know I, I went through this and now i have this physical thing that i can show people uh, of my accomplishment i think it's great see it's really good you mentioned this because i've now written 14 books and for me, I mean, I haven't lost that love yeah. of what you just said, yeah. but I have forgotten. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> it was really exciting. <laughs> the very first book you write and you're holding your hand, yeah. like, I did this thing. This is mine. And yeah, I, I, I forget. And I'm, I'm excited every time someone new, especially a new writer has their first book. They're so excited. I mean, my nieces, oh, I mean, when they, they had their first book, they like, wow, we're, re like, we're really going to do this thing. I have a book on Amazon. <laughs> now they even have books, they even have audio books on Audible. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's... But you're right. Having that paper thing is super important, especially, I mean, for kids, but parents yeah. can be proud of it too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at everybody who holds up the, the trophies and, and all that stuff, right? So having a, a yeah. book that you've written together, I think is, is even more important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to jump in Go for ahead, one yeah. sec. Um, one of my 
goals as well is a, a project called Chapter One. Okay. W-O-N. Like oh, winning, okay. right? Like won the game. And so with Chapter One, it's going to be like an anthology, a collection of uh, different writers and their first chapters. But I want to do this with the, with the new authors from Spark. Okay. With the new authors that I'm working with, the kids and parents. And I want to have a collection of, it doesn't have to be the chapter one, like the number one of the book, you know, whatever, a chapter from the book. And I want to collect them. And then, of course, help to promote that book. And that book will be a neat promotion in itself of everybody's book. Yeah. But I kind of see it as this collaboration or cooperation or almost like a family of, hey, here's the here's the group that, you know, we all wrote books together. And, oh, yeah. And there's, you know, there's Samantha and and timothy and oh yeah their book was about like dragons who you know throw grapefruits and whatever <laughs> and then because i'm such an audiobook fan and i really want and i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of pushback from this but i really want someone either the parent or the child to record a chapter of the book audio yeah and we don't have to get into the whole audiobook thing it's an audiobook production is quite a task yeah but just a chapter. I mean, it's so neat when you hear, especially a kid's voice, reading out loud a book. In that, there's really something special to it. Yeah, that's even that touches us more deeply than words on a page. Yeah, so I, that's my chapter one project. I see how the logistics around the audio would be a little bit difficult, but so powerful to have that together. I, I think that's a great idea. I think you know having that community that you're building right by by creating yeah. this anthology and and having them each support each other and all that i think that's that's fantastic is that something you have created now or or something we can send our listeners to in the show notes uh, not chapter one yet okay. I mean, uh but stay tuned it will be there <laughs> <laughs> i'm basically looking to collect more i've got you know like seven i was kind of hope shooting to get 10 gotcha before to release the first one but okay. it'll be there Perfect. Well, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Bradley, when we, you know, we're, we're talking to dads out here, uh, how can we, as parents, get started with this? You know, um, there's a. Uh, uh, you ever listen to Click and Clack, the Tappert brother, the Tappert brothers? They did. They had a show called um, Car Talk. It's like this radio show a few years ago. No, not familiar with it. Anyway, yeah. they were basically like comedians. There were these two guys, <laughs> and they would just yap. It was about car maintenance. It sounds like who would have a radio show about car maintenance? But it was hilarious. They were basically like stand-up comedians. They just happened to be talking about car maintenance. But they had a thing once, and it was uh, they were explaining how to replace a car engine. And it was just two steps. And the first step was remove old engine <laughs> step two as you can probably imagine is put in new engine right so um it's the same with books no i mean i could have step one write the book step two publish book and but then i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to the gym and getting in shape because right. i see it like uh sure i could i could oh i'm gonna work out i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna get fit but then we don't do it or we lose motivation or you know the reasons there's so many reasons to not work out and not get in shape there's so many good reasons to not do it <laughs> but if we, <laughs> i can tell you many of them i'm very good at them 
but um, that's why I want, I think, like with a group and a community effort mm-hmm. and collaboration and accountability and a time limit to get this thing done. So that's why I'm doing, I'm leading month-long experiences. I'm trying not to say the word project because kids <laughs> freak out about the word project. <laughs> month-long experience of a, a workshop. That's better, that's better. There you go. Month-long workshop uh, to start and finish a, sh- a short book. And so I'm going to lead these just like that gym trainer, you know, the trainer in the gym. Right. Where sometimes you might say, what does that trainer know? I, I can do everything he's doing. I don't know what he's so great about him. Well, the thing that's great about him is that he's there. Right. And you're probably paying him. <laughs> and you go because you're paying him and he's there and he's expecting you. Yeah. And and he's expecting you to get in shape, even if you're not really. <laughs> yeah. Someone to so, help you uh, hold you accountable and still be there if you need to correct your form, per se. Per se. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that's what I want to do. I want to have, I mean, that's, uh, I want to have month long and I was kind of thinking of six weeks, like one week on the end of each month, but roughly a month of everything from creating the idea to getting it down on paper to publishing, I mean, it, publishing, you don't have to, you don't I mean if Amazon, Amazon's of course available to the whole world. Sure. If that's too scary, you know, we don't have to go that far, but I do want to have a book and like you said with the physical book i want to make that possible so i mean i've done it 14 times so i know the i know how to do all that stuff easy and i will handhold getting it getting it done but uh to have the deadline and the accountability group that's what that's how i think it's going to work and then like you said the community of of a a group of of people who are who have been through this together and I, i my ideal world is that we really have a community where we can help uh help each other with the books and oh wow hey samantha you had it wow that's such a neat idea i really like that Mm -hmm. um tell me more or how oh my aunt uh, does something related to the topic your kids writing the book about oh she would love to hear more about that i mean that's the kind of collaboration i'd love to see happen in the in the groups that sounds fantastic um do you do we have a site for, for those workshops yet? Or is that something we're going to add to the show? notes? You know, I, let's put it in the show notes, but sure. probably the easiest way to find out about all of this is go to Amazon. And if you can spell my name, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it'll be in the show notes too, but Bradley Charbonneau spark. The book is called spark. There's, there's an audio book, of course, uh, audio book, book, uh, ebook or paperback book. And that kind of goes through, what we're doing as well as examples of people who have done it and not even just not even only books other other things as well and that'll uh, introduce you to it perfect but um uh, i do want to have actual workshops and that, that's the book to give you a sort of intro mm-hmm. if if, um, if nothing else but then we will in the show notes then put a link to uh, how to get involved in the actual month-long workshop and uh, it's now 2019, and I want to do one in November, sort of to coincide with NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, which is a fun time to write a book. Perfect, yeah. And as well as have this thing done by the holidays, because I, this is, by the way, this is a Christmas gift I gave to my nieces last Christmas, was we're going to write a book together. Nice. 
And it, it was really funny to look on their faces like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what I was getting at. But then the more I talked about it, and they were super busy. They were graduating high school, and they said, oh, we're so busy. I said, you know what? If this really just isn't going to work out, I totally get it. And, you know, we can, I don't know, just not do it or whatever. No, 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 no. We want to make time. We really want to do it. And I was so impressed with how enthusiastic they were. Yeah. And they did it. They did it. Two 17-year-old girls. That's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Are you still um, planning to write more with your, with your boys? Yeah, well, even, yeah, so with each of the months for the workshops, mm -hmm. I plan on writing another book with some kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably mine, <laughs> but um, <laughs> my kid's like, we've written five books, Dad. <laughs> but uh, but still, not at this, these ages, right? I mean, yeah. my oldest son is, is now 15. I mean, he's such a teenager, you know, <laughs> <laughs> one-syllable answers and dad lots of you know whining and rolling of eyes yeah so but hey that might be perfect like hey liam let's write a book about whining <laughs> kill me but who knows i mean it's that kind of stuff like i kind of i like pushing i like pushing a little bit further than um what people are comfortable with and just seeing what happens so who knows maybe i'll get a i'll get my 15 year old total pubescent teenager to write a book with me this round <laughs> be fantastic. But yes, totally planned to. Great. Well, Bradley, thank you very much for your time. I want to be kind of cognizant. Can you um, let our listeners know, we'll have the, the link for the, the book in the show notes, but if there's any other place that they can um, learn a little bit more about you and, and the process, uh, where can they go for that? I've been really, like I said, I'm into audio mm -hmm. and uh, I've been making podcast versions of books and I, this is one reason I'm into audio. I mean, hey, here we are. You and I are talking on a podcast, right? Right. And so I think the the audible, the audio, the oral, A-U-R-A-L, I think that information somehow seeps into our brain better mm -hmm. and we have more of a connection. Yeah. And people who like hear me on a podcast or hear me listening to an audio book, they're like, wow, I felt like you were talking just to me and I felt, I feel like I know you now. So yeah. I really like that about audio and podcasts. So I would, uh, the best way to find me or one way that I think would be most fun to find me would be either go to your favorite podcast provider and just type in my name, Bradley Charbonneau, which we will spell out in the, in the show notes. <laughs> um, or, or go to your favorite audiobook provider and find one of my audiobooks. Perfect. I think that'd be good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, thank you again, Bradley. Uh, again, appreciate all the time. Uh, you have a great day. He, you know, if I'm just, if I can oh, end with one sure. thing, I wanted to thank you for this podcast. Yeah. I think what you're doing is fantastic. The idea of the epic dad, the idea of just getting out of the mundane. How can you improve your relationship with your kids, with your family? It's just, I really applaud you and thank you for having the guts to get this started. And I've listened to your podcast and you talk about how you have the guts to get something started and you're walking the talk and I thank you for doing it. It's great. Oh, I appreciate that humble, humbling for me for the, the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks again. You have a great day. Okay. You too. <laughs>